Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Building Efficiency Podcast presented by Nenny and Associates. I'm your host, Jim Schaefer. Now, if this is your first time tuning in, Nenny and Associates is an executive search firm focused on the building efficiency industry. Hence why we named the podcast the way that we did. And simply put, we help our clients find the right talent. Each week, we sit down with leaders from the industry to discuss their backgrounds, how they got started, and where they see the industry heading. We also get to know our guests and find out what drives them to be successful. And on today's episode, episode 45, we sit down with Andrew Robertson, who's a senior director of enterprise sales with Redaptive. Really fun conversation here, talking about Andrew's background, how we got started in the industry with Graybar initially. And we, of course, spent time discussing how Redaptive is going to market today with a slightly different approach that I didn't anticipate. So that was cool to hear. You'll, of course, want to stick around until the end to hear the practical and wise advice he'd give to his 22-year-old self. That was really uh, that was good stuff there. Now, if you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe to our channel and consider downloading this episode in future episodes. This is really the only way that we can track how many people are listening. So if you're one of the people out there who are streaming the episodes, I urge you to consider hitting that download button instead. And if you enjoy this episode, please share it and leave a five-star review. We think you're going to really enjoy this conversation between Andrew and I. So let's drop in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Building Efficiency Podcast. Today, we're sitting down with Andrew Robertson, who is the Senior Director of Enterprise Sales with Redaptive. Andrew, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate the time. Yeah, man. I'm glad we uh, I'm glad we made this thing happen here. So I know you've been in the industry for a little while now and making a name for yourself, but for our audience out there who, who don't know who you are, could you give us an idea of your, your background, kind of where you grew up and then how you got started in the industry? Yeah, sure. So born and raised in Atlanta, uh, went to school at Georgia Southern University, which is in Statesboro, Georgia. It's a, it's a small farm town about 45 minutes northwest of Savannah. Uh, graduated from there, went and started working for Graybar Electric, who's a Fortune 500 electrical distributor. They, they were doing a, a corporate training program, which was kind of like a mini MBA slash crash course to the lighting industry. So spent about three months there and was deployed, as they would call it, uh, to LA uh, to, to actually work in a branch. And I, I showed up there. Uh, they gave me keys and a laptop and said, here's the city of Los Angeles. Go start selling lighting projects. So I literally would go to industrial areas, go door to door, ask for facilities managers and start selling lighting projects. And every and, door uh, that you knocked on, I'm sure they opened it up to say, come on in. You're selling a lighting retrofit. <laughs> we were waiting for you, Andrew. It was that right, easy, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a it was a welcome to the real world. Not everyone is focused on lighting like you are, but it was good. I mean, it it was uh, it taught me how to be scrappy, you know, create deals out of nothing, learn how to be resourceful, etc. So, did that for about three years. Was was fairly successful at it. Uh, next logical career move was to go to San Francisco to run the team. Uh, effectively, I was doing the same thing just in the Northern California area. And was actually introduced by or, or to Redaptive by a colleague, and went and had a coffee date uh, with uh, my future sales leader at the time. And I remember leaving that meeting and, and walking down on Montgomery Street in downtown San Francisco, and calling my dad immediately and saying, I, "I think I just met the company that could transform the industry." 
And for, for the next two years, I tried to actually sell product to Redaptive from Graybar, uh, but just given our position in the supply chain, it wasn't really a great fit. And once Redaptive uh, had a successful Series B round in about March of 2018, I got a phone call saying we're hiring and, and I came aboard. So uh, that's, that's the long story short there. That's cool. So let's uh, let's go yeah. back to Graybar. So was Graybar like a um, a recruiting partner with the school that you went to, Georgia Southern? How'd you get introduced to them in the first place? Yeah, yeah, good question. So Georgia Southern has a pretty strong logistics and supply chain program, uh, given its proximity to the Savannah Port, et cetera. There's a lot of exposure to that, and and that's what I studied. And being Graybar's electrical distribution, right? They definitely heavy they recruit heavily from Georgia Southern. So I actually interned for a summer in in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And then when they started doing the corporate uh, training program, that's where I came on board as a full-time employee. So I know when you're, when you're graduate, you're in like senior year of college, you're just like happy to have a job, (laughs) you know, because you're not really sure what you want to do. You're just kind of, Hey, the first company that shows up, Hey, this sounds great. Pay looks great. Let's do it. Or was there something specific about the lighting electrical space that really intrigued you? initial early on? I mean, this is, this is quite a while ago. I think it was kind of right in the infancy of energy efficiency, yeah. kind of becoming mainstream. And the fact that it, it you know, it, it was saving companies money, but also there was a green aspect was kind of a nice blend of both worlds. And, you know, Graybar is a, is a great company, like strong name. So it was, it was just a really nice fit for someone who's kind of starting off their career. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. I'm always curious because some people stumble into the lighting industry and some people kind of plot and get into it because they right. see something or, you know, they've been passionate about lighting and energy and how it all comes together. So it uh, sounds like for you, your your move was a little uh, a little more calculated than than others. So, all right. So you brought us up to speed. You're at Redaptive today. Again, for, for audience members out there may not recognize the name. Tell us a little bit about Redaptive and, and how you guys are going to market today. Yeah, yeah. So Redaptive is an efficiency as a service platform focused on building and scaling portfolio sustainability programs for Fortune 1000 customers. So, you know, our, our companies that we work with are, are the eight, you know, large Fortune 1000 that billboard companies that we all see every single day. Um, our go to market strategy is, is really partner focused. So, we you know, try to provide leverage not only to the clients that we work with to allow them to get more projects and more work done, but also through our partnerships by allowing them to break out of those kind of legacy CapEx cycles that really bog down energy efficiency programs historically. Mm, okay. Yeah, we've had some other guests on the show that have talked about the energy as a service market, which has kind of morphed into these different disciplines too. You hear about- well, yeah service or steam as a service or so where are you guys at with that? I mean, could, could you walk us through kind of the, uh, the real niche play that Redaptive may have in the as a service world? Yeah. So we actually were like a spin out of Enlighted, uh, the lighting controls company, oh, you know, okay. probably seven or eight years ago. So we, we definitely uh, dipped our toe in the water, you could say with, with lighting and, and learned that space. And I think we, yeah, that, that made really good logical sense for a couple of reasons. One is lighting as a technology is very simple, right? It, it's highly calculatable. Um, and two, the ROIs are strong. So it was like a really easy first step to kind of understand 
how do we transform this industry into really an outcome-based type of service? Um, and so from there, once we've really grasped that, we, we we're obviously continuously focused on, on expanding our, our products, if you will, our technology offerings to other things like HVAC, et cetera. And so, you know, it, there's a learning curve every single time you do that, especially when you're getting into more complex assets. But I think the, the real differentiator of Redaptive, I would say, compared to maybe others in the marketplace is, is, is primarily two things. Uh, one is we're really focused on building large programs. And so a lot of times people think of energy as a service or efficiency as a service as simply a capital provider, uh, which is true. That, that is very valuable, but it's really about creating a plan because if you're dealing with the Fortune 1000, they may have 500 buildings. And what we see is that they're clipping away at 20 buildings a year and simple math tells you it's going to take 50 years to get the portfolio done. And while money is very helpful in that scenario, it's really about creating a tangible, actionable plan that's mm. going to drive those outcomes. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. No, I, th I think um, especially in this world, I know it's it's pretty mature, right? I think I started hearing about this as a service maybe five or six years ago, and I think it's only evolved. It's become more ubiquitous. More people are familiar with it. But I, I think you did a, a good job of kind of uh, of rolling that out. Now, are your customers when you guys look to gain new customers in this space? Are they already familiar? Do they already have an idea what the as a service market is? Or are they still kind of stuck in that CapEx mindset that you were talking about before? You really have to educate them. Yeah, no, that, that's a great question. I think since I've started about three years ago at Redaptive, I've really seen the conversation start to shift yeah. from what used to be, what is this as a service model to now it becoming is the service model right for me? And so there's a lot less education on the front end on, on what this is. It's more about how does it apply to my business? Right. Okay. Okay. So as, as you mentioned, you guys started on the lighting side, you're getting involved in doing HVAC and maybe some other energy conservation measures here. But as you look to the future, just, just within Redaptive for a second, any like new initiatives that you guys are rolling out that you could share with the audience today? Yeah. Yeah, so I think I've got to be slightly careful what I say here, but I think we're always looking to, to add more value to our customers every single day, right? And that's, that can be new technologies or potentially new interesting contract structures, right? Like the, the contractual structure of an Avis service model as a whole was fairly unique a couple of years ago, right? So how do we take that to the next level and what does that really mean? Um, I, I think, you know, obviously the more value we can continue to add to our customers, the better we're going to be. Yeah, the more we can expand and grow. Okay. All right. Something big is coming. I can I can <laughs> sense it. I can sense it. It's all right. You could you could play your cards close to your vest. No, no problem. So let's um let's stay there. Let's stay forward looking for a second. Let's step outside of redaptive specifically, just based on your experience here in the industry and evaluating where you see the next maybe five or 10 years heading. Where would you see the futures heading here? Take out your crystal ball. Yeah. So I think. I think the energy real estate industry is kind of following the same macro trends that we see other industries following. So if you look at an example like cloud computing, right, with AWS and Microsoft Azure, even something like, like Uber and Lyft, right? Uh, and what I mean by that is our industry is transforming from a B2B style industry to a B4B style industry. 
and, and, and to dive a little bit deeper on that, this industry used to be about transacting on, on tangible goods, right? I'm going to sell you a lighting project or an HVAC project, and you're, the customer is buying these assets and owning them. But really, what the customer wants is an outcome. They want energy savings, or they want carbon reduction, or they want 68-degree air 99.9% of the time. And so how do we really transform what service we're providing to be about those outcomes? Because at the end of the day, that's what's valuable. And so if we can eliminate kind of the burden of ownership and how do we transact on, on the asset, but make it about the outcome, that is a lot more valuable and a lot more interesting. And I think the industry is going to continue to push that direction about driving more and more business outcomes. Yeah, this is, is the first... Yeah, yeah, this is the first time. It makes sense. It makes sense. Now, is this something that that you really gained and gathered from just spending time with customers, or you know, how did you come up with this perspective? If if there is a, a genesis to it, I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, I think just talking with customers, it's like, yeah. well, what are you trying to solve for, right? And and none of them say, man, my, my goal this year, I would really love to procure two thousand rooftop units this year. Like that's just my huge goal. Right. No one talks about it at the asset level. If I need to hit this financial impact or this sustainability carbon impact. Right. And technology is just simply a vehicle to obtain those goals. Yeah. So finding out what the solution is, the desired end outcome, and then kind of working your way backwards, huh? Yeah. Right. Oh, that's that's cool. That's cool. All right. Well, yeah, I think uh, I mean super insightful info there. I hadn't really thought of it that way. So what I wanted to do here, Andrew, is just transition to the last part of the show. If you've listened to episodes, you know it's coming here. Uh, last four questions to ask to every guest who comes on and wanted to lead off here with, what are your daily non-negotiables? Yeah, so I think this this is a new one probably since we started working from home. But uh, you know, pre-COVID, there was a 20, 30-minute, I guess, some maybe an hour commute, right, where you could kind of decompress, call family, call friends before you got home. And it was like a transition into the non-work part of your day. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I could sit at the computer and work all day if, if no one forced me not to, right? And so cooking has become a pretty like uh, structured thing that my significant other and I will do where it's, you know, let's close the computers, let's chop vegetables, do whatever we do, focus on the task at hand and, and just kind of check out. And ideally the food tastes good and we can enjoy it. And it's just something that you know, it's it, in the moment, it's in the present, and it's not distracting by any other thing. Oh, that's that's so. cool. So adjusting, everyone's adjusted to COVID. So uh, replacing the commute time with cooking time is a way to decompress a little bit, huh? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then it's who's going to do the dishes. So <laughs> classic. <laughs> yeah, whoever does more cooking, right? Um, <laughs> so let's let's rewind the clock. You're graduating from Georgia Southern. You're being courted by Graybar, groomed by Graybar at 22 years old. What advice would you give to yourself back then? Yeah, probably probably three things. First one, be a sponge. Two, never let anyone outwork you. And three, speak up. Okay. Okay. Real real yeah. straightforward. Uh, I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah, and I think uh, same thing with a lot of this uh, this advice. You know, oftentimes we'll hear it. It sounds really simple. Everything you just laid out there was really simple, but doesn't mean it's easy, right? It's a lot harder to actually implement everything that you're mentioning there. So I think that's uh, that's good stuff there. Next question here: What motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? 
yeah, I think just the will to win. Um, I, I, I don't do a whole lot. Like I'm not, I don't have 5,000 hobbies. I have three hobbies, but whenever I do something, it's, it's lights out, right? It's, it's really hard for me to not do something just as hard as I can do it, whatever that means, right? That's all fine and good. And so in, from a work setting, it's, if I'm here, I'm going to try and be the absolute best I can be every single day. And that's just, I think, simply for myself, um, really no other motivator. Excellent. And last question here, what do you want your lasting legacy to be? I think someone that's trusted uh, in business, family, whatever, right? At the end of the day, it's, it's what do people think about you? And do they trust you to do whatever you say you're going to do? And I think uh, a lot of my success has come because people have given me opportunities and I've worked hard and made sure that I've delivered on those. And I get the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth. And so at the end of the day, when you know we're gone from this earth, the only thing people are going to remember is who we are and what we did as a human and where we trusted, I think. And, and that's just the most important thing. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. It reminds me of a, a quote the other day that I, I saw that um, someone said, I'd, I'd rather be trusted than loved. More more important yeah. on that on that hierarchy. So um, I think that's cool. I think that's a perfect way to, to wrap up the show here. So Andrew, thanks for your time. Thanks for coming on the Building Efficiency Podcast. Yeah, of course. Thanks. We appreciate it. All right. All right, there you have it, episode 45 with Andrew Robertson. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And if you did enjoy it, please be sure to subscribe to our channel wherever you enjoy listening to your favorite podcast. We hope you're sharing this with your friends and colleagues as well. And one last thing, if you have any future guests in mind from the industry, please reach out to me. We'd love to hear from you loyal listeners. So until next time, I'm Jim Schaefer, and we'll catch you on the next episode. 